When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. How the hell are you? And you know what? I'm going to take it a step further. Howdy. Welcome to After 9. <laughs> yeah! Threw out a howdy there. Good on you. Hey, good morning to everybody. And uh, sorry for the parents in Toronto this morning who got more bad news. That's so fucked up. <laughs> These are parents. Hi, guys. Welcome to After 9. For the parents in Toronto, the Toronto District School Board. So they had uh, uh, their kids off for that very long Christmas break. And then there was when Doug screwed everybody and said, ah, nah, nah, stay home for a couple of days. And then, ah, nah, stay home for a couple of weeks. And then they finally put kids back in school. Then we got a snow day on Monday, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. carried over into Tuesday, a double snow day, which is very rare. And today was the day when so many parents woke up and thought, hallelujah. Get your ass out of here. Kids are finally going back to school. Then a note has to come out from the TDSB. And I feel bad for the school board because they didn't do anything wrong. They hired contractors to come in and clear the snow from the school property. There was a number of schools that the contractor did not do. Screwed him, left him high and dry. So they had to cancel school again, again. because it's so yeah. bad at some of these schools. You can't even get in the front door. Nothing has been done since the snowstorm that dropped, what, 50 centimeters on Monday. It's fucked up. And parents have got to be stuck with their kids again. I don't know who's in, who's in charge of the contracts for these things, but no doubt they're taking a second look at that today going, ah, shit, we should probably make sure that this gets fixed for next time. I'm going to tell you something. When you get a government contract, when you're getting paid with public money, you always get paid a little bit more than if you were doing a private contract. Public always pays more. I don't mean public school board. I mean just the public's money. And that's what this is. You should take care of that contract, contractor. You should do very, very well at that because you're probably getting paid exceptionally well to clear the parking lots in a school. And from what I hear, there is going to be competition. You know, when the contract runs out, there's there's always competition. Give me your best. Give me your best number, right? That's business. Cat, we all know what we were told. We need to stop moaning. I'm not ready to stop. <laughs> we you need can. to change our attitudes. What's the problem with going back to 25% capacity in the restaurant? That was Dr. Peter Peter Uni from the Ontario Science Table, who, it's amazing. I think he's finally starting to bow to the public pressure. I saw him doing an interview last night, and he basically said, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think we've hit our peak, and we can probably reopen safely. We, we, we can start doing that now. Really? Because you were the one who told us all to shut the fuck up a month ago. Shut up and stop moaning. Take your restrictions. Just deal with it. It doesn't matter what you think. Well, he's kind of changed his tune, and I think he was probably told, you either get with the plan or you can be the bad guy. Because apparently Doug Ford is going to announce this week, probably tomorrow around 1 o'clock, that they're going to start loosening some of the restrictions that are on in Ontario right now. Yeah, so it's good. It's good. It's optimistic news. He already hinted to a radio, a couple of radio stations. I think he was on yesterday, but he already hinted, hey, good news is coming. So I don't imagine that the good news would be that they're going to delay it. So that is very good news. I, I had a feeling and I, I still have that feeling that it is going to happen, that everything can reopen and people need time to do so. So I hope the announcement comes sooner than later because people have to prep. Apparently, they're going to do it in a very slow return to normal. What the heck does that mean? It it probably means that they'll let the restaurants, they'll throw them a bone and let them reopen for indoor dining, but it's probably going to be another one of these bullshit things. where Capacity limits and things like that? Yeah, and it'll be something dumb, like you're capped at 10 people. Remember that fiasco last year? That was so dumb. (laughs) It it didn't matter if it was like the hole in the wall at the end of the street or if it was the keg, which can hold 200 people. You could only have 10 people for indoor dining. Just another in a long list of Dumb ideas that have come out of this fucking pandemic. Yeah. And I have a feeling that you're right. They're going to announce the restrictions will loosen. How slow it goes. 
Well, that's up to you, Doug. That's up to you, but we've been saying it for a while. You got to get this show on the road. New polls are out this morning, and they're not very good. I know they're trying to spin it as a good thing, but they they did ask people, you know, if an election were held today, who would you vote for? And the majority said Doug Ford. So there's some people who have looked at that poll. It was an Abascus poll and thought, oh, look at this. Doesn't even matter. Doesn't matter how pissed off people are. Doug's going to win again. Eh, That's not really what this poll says. Specifically, what this poll says is the vast majority, 50%, say they want a change in government. Mm -hmm. Another 22% said it would be nice to have a change in government. 72% of the people in this poll want a change or are good with the change. The problem is they don't like their options. They look at Andrea Horvath and Stephen Del Duca and think, Well, I don't really want to vote for them either. Can anybody else stand up, please, at this point? I think that that's what a lot of people do struggle with. I think that is the truth. It's... And, and you can say what you want to say about the leadership so far and how it's been going. And I'm talking federally, provincially, whatever. But how would it have been had they not been there? Had it been the NDP or or um, the conservative, liberal, no matter what it is, had it been the opposition, would they have handled it the same? Worse? Better? I mean, we don't know the answer to that, but I know that people are looking at the options. I'm one of those people, too, and I look around and I go, fuck, is there no, is there no one else that wants to step forward? Nobody, please. Well, let's take a look at some certain areas that are of interest to people. How do you think the current government, the Ford government, has done managing crime and public safety? Less than one in five said they've done a good job. Wow. Very good or good, only 18%. Yeah, it all adds up. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. How are you handling the rising cost of living? Only 9% think they're doing a good or very good job. 67% say it's poor. 65% think the job they've done on housing affordability, poor. 54% think it's been a poor performance managing the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. Only 16% in mm-hmm. Ontario think they're doing a good job at this. Labor shortages in key sectors. 13% think they're doing a good job. The provincial budget and the deficit, even lower, 13%. It's bad, 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 bad. The economy, that was Doug's big thing, right? 14% think they're doing a good job. 43% say, (laughs) no, no, no. What a shame. Because I feel like there's no perfect way to handle this. Nobody was expecting it. You know, when um, Doug took over, he wasn't expecting this. And Justin Trudeau, all of the, everybody in power in one way or another, nobody really knew this was going to, nobody did know that this was going to happen. And it is a shame because I feel like although there's no perfect way to handle it, I don't know if there would have been a perfect way since we were so rocky. I, I still think that, yeah, it could have been handled better. Mm-hmm. And that that's the question. Then the answer is yes. It 100% could have improved. So do you judge someone based on that? A lot of people will say yes to this yep, question. I'm just I asking. Do. I'm asking rhetorically. But that's the question that people ask themselves. What do we got? How many months? Six, less than six months till voting? Or oh, no, it's only five months? months away. Five months away. So, you know, I... Uh, I don't see those poll numbers changing is what I'm trying to say anytime soon. Well, the only uh, uh, the only way that a change gets made, everybody, if you really feel like you don't like your options, is for somebody good and qualified to run in the Etobicoke North riding because that's how you keep the current government but get rid of Doug Ford. And, and maybe he doesn't deserve to go. We'll decide that over the next couple of months. But I'll tell you, if he doesn't do something for these businesses and get them reopened soon, there's going to be anarchy. There, there will be. But let's run through some of the headlines here. In addition to Doug saying yesterday that he thinks good news is coming soon, he also said, with a straight face, by the way, nobody dislikes lockdowns more than I do. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Doug. What? You did it four times. What do you mean nobody likes them less than you do? You're the one who did it. You're the king of lockdowns. We've done them more than like any other place in North America, haven't we? We have. Yeah. Ask Doug the next time you get a chance to ask Doug. Will you promise no more lockdowns? Because he did. Last April. Yeah. 
and then we've had two since then. I know, and and they'll they'll argue, oh, it's not a lockdown. I say, oh yes, it's it, a I lockdown. mean it is. It's you know, lockdown. it is. You know, when you're throwing people out of work, when you're acting the way you're acting, that's exactly what it is. Although I'm glad he's still listening to After Nine and took our advice and started doing some interviews, real softball interviews, mind you. But uh, nonetheless, if you want to come on here, Doug, I'll be fair with you. I'll be fair and I'll give you a chance, but I'm going to ask you some hard questions that you're going to have to think about as an answer Mm -hmm. because people will judge. So if you want that, if you want an opportunity to speak to our vast audience, by all means, just drop us a line. You know how to reach me. Come on, we'll we'll ask you some questions. And and there's some that might be uncomfortable, but but people want an answer to them. And I think they'll respect you more if you come on and answer them. We promise for one podcast only to lay off the fuck you, Doug. But okay, we will tape it up so nobody touches it. I kind of want to know what he thinks of it. He probably laughs now. Probably. Now, now that things are starting know. to turn around. I don't know. He had a he had a house. He they had a little press conference about housing market stuff. I don't know if you guys saw this. He looked like there was nothing left inside. Maybe there's not. I don't think I saw him blink in five minutes. I'm not kidding. You sure it was him and not like a cardboard cutout or something? <laughs> Madame Tussauds wax figure for all I know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, guys, you got to go to scottandcat.ca. ScottandCat.ca. Remember, that's cat with a K. Cat posted the picture this morning of the new wax figures that they came out with for President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. Those are fucking creepy real looking. Good, right? Like, if you had told me that this was uh, just a picture of the two of them, I would have believed you. I never would have guessed those are wax. The only thing that they got wrong is Biden's eyes are open, whereas typically they're closed. <laughs> they didn't do Sleepy Joe on this one. He looks good. Like, I will say, it's a very flattering Joe Biden. It's the healthiest Joe has looked in decades. It's cool. And if you're ever in New York, that's where this one is. This is the, they have what's called the Oval Office Experience. So they take you through past presidents and, and whatnot. And so that's what's currently in their main, it's their main event. It took them a year to do. And when you look at the wax figures, you know, okay, yeah, that definitely took a year. That took a long of time to get that together. It looks really nice. Couple other headlines for you. The new government supports from the Ontario government are out now. The finance minister yesterday said that you can start applying and receive a rebate payment of 100% of costs while businesses are reduced to 50% capacity, including retail stores. Uh, they will receive a rebate payment of 50% of their costs. So basically, if you're closed down, you get 100% of your costs. I think it's up to 10 grand. And okay. if you're on capacity restrictions, you can get up to 50%. We're going to get robbed here again. I don't know how you quantify that. I, I really don't. Well, we're at 50% capacity. Does that mean that winners sold 50% less clothes? Because I don't know that that's necessarily the case. Well, uh, uh, let's just look at lineups. Let's just look at lineups. Because if that's the way I have to judge as a consumer. That's the way I have to judge it. I can't tell you how many people are in. That's what they have the people at the front of the store with the tally board for. I don't know. But what I can tell you is... A lot less lineups this time around. Yeah. Like, I remember lining up. Remember you had to line up for everything at one point? Mm -hmm. Grocery store was okay. Walmart. Yeah, 100%. You're waiting outside for a while. That's just the way it was. And I I haven't seen a lot of that. Maybe it's weather-related, post-Christmas related. I don't know what it is, but not a lot of lining up. This came up yesterday. We were talking about gyms that are low-key letting people in. That's definitely going on. People messaged me about it yesterday. There's a lot of stores that aren't checking. They aren't counting. Nobody's going around with a, a a clicker like you'd see at a nightclub or something like that, trying to figure out how many are in and how many went out. That's just not happening in most stores. Grocery stores, big box stores, I've been to all of them, and, and I haven't seen one person keeping track of how many people are in the store. So I think, by and large, people have basically given their own fuck you, duck. Yeah. Fuck you, duck. Or they're just hoping they don't get caught. Uh, off-peak hydro rates for three weeks. That's good. Okay, go, that go is good. Run the dishwasher. <laughs> Don't do it on purpose just because you can. Well, I mean, it's kind of nice that for a change, we can live like civilized human beings and you don't have to set an alarm for 2 a.m. to do your laundry. Yeah. You can actually do it during the day. And there's a lot of people home, so it's. I'm glad they did that. I don't know why it's only three weeks, but here we are. Yesterday, our... National Chief Public Health Officer Dr. Teresa Tam came out with a controversial statement when she said, the latest evidence does not support the hope that the Omicron variant is contagious for less time than previous variants. Dr. Tam pointed to a Japanese study that indicated the viral load was highest among Omicron patients three to six days after symptoms started and disappeared at the 10-day mark. She says the risk tolerance Canada has 
for COVID-19 has to be adjusted, but that shortening isolation periods must be done only if there are other strong measures like masking and testing. Okay, so let me be clear here. Dr. Tam is saying you're not really out of the woods for 10 days. But in Ontario, we've shortened that isolation period. And Ontario is not the only one. Many provinces yeah. have. Yeah, that's based on CDC, isn't it? CDC said five. It shouldn't say it's based on that, but that's where it came from initially, no? They will cherry pick any little bit of data they can to support what they've got to do. For example, the wait period. Okay, this is our national public health officer, and I have so little respect for her that I can't even explain it to you. But nonetheless, she's saying 10 days, whereas other people, you can test positive. And as long as you take two negative rapid tests 24 hours apart, you can go back to work or school or wherever. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, okay, maybe without saying it, maybe they just are going to, like, in between all those chief medical officers, going to let her rip. Maybe that's what this is. Send schools back, reopen the businesses, let shit fly, and see where the chips land. Maybe that is the philosophy. That's what a lot of people were calling for. That's we, what a ton too. of people, including us, were calling for back in the fall when we knew, okay, the weather's getting colder, shit's going to get bad, guys. And sure enough, here we are. It's going to be bad. Despite earlier concerns that the at-home COVID tests are less effective than PCR tests, new research in America says children and teens have been taking rapid tests that are highly accurate. The scientists say the accuracy of the tests, which can be used at home or at school and provide quick results, have very similar results to PCR tests, which have to be analyzed in a lab and take several days to deliver. Okay. So, hey, I mean, for what it's worth, they're saying those rapid tests are pretty close to just as accurate as the PCR ones. That's good news. But then there's the vaccines and the mandates, and it has reached the highest level of justice cat. In America, they're fighting over masks again, and it's so bizarre. Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor says she will work remotely and hear her cases remotely because she's diabetic, and another Supreme Court Justice, Neil Gorsuch, refuses to wear a mask, despite pleas from the Chief Justice to please wear a mask. Wow. These are two Supreme Court justices. The Supreme Court fighting over this has just as much power as the White House or as Congress. There are three equal branches of government. And between there's what, six of them on the court, seven. Two of them are fighting over whether or not they should be wearing masks indoors. That's how different things are in America. Yeah, I love how they're on that. Like that's that's let alone the the. Every all the mandates we have in place. It's crazy to me that that's what they're fighting over. Like over here, I wish that that was the argument. I wish that was all that was left. Well, two days ago was supposed to be the day the Vax passports ended in Ontario. And I don't know if Doug's going to include that when he comes out as part of his announcement. But frankly, Doug, we're two days past your deadline. And I know you paused it, but this isn't a bad time to bring that back. Uh, Maybe we could probably get everybody back on the same page and not wanting to kill each other. If you would do that, he said he was going to do it. Well, that was two days ago. He's making an announcement tomorrow. You might even hear something about that in there. But there's one more thing I want to mention. The federal NDP leader, Jagmeet Singh, has announced he is opposed to Quebec's plan to tax unvaccinated people. Is anybody for it? Like, who's going to stand up and say they're for it? Well, Justin is the one who thought it was an interesting idea, and he wants to hear more. Obviously, the Quebec government wants to do it. Uh, Ontario said no. Alberta said no. Saskatchewan said no. Everybody said no. But the federal liberals seem to see something there. Now they're at odds with the federal NDP. It's because we're in the fucking red so bad it hurts. (laughs) Of course, they're going to try to attempt to seize any opportunity to make some money back that they spent. Yeah, I taxes are going to have to go up at some point. I know nobody wants to hear it, but they're going to have to because we're in a real shitty spot financially right now. Not only are we fucked, our kids are fucked and their kids are fucked because of this. It's really bad. Hey, did we mention on the podcast yesterday that uh, that Activision and Microsoft deal or was that just on the radio show? I Yeah, I think it was just on the radio show if I'm not mistaken, but uh, (laughs) because you were too pissed to talk about it yesterday. I was mad. I'm still mad. Don't be mad yet. Hang on though. You don't really have necessarily have a reason to be mad yet 
there's nothing formal that says that you can't play those games with a PS5. Don't fuck with me. Don't you fuck with me. If you're trying to put a silver lining on this, you can stop right now. It's a big, it's a huge deal. I mean, that's massive what happened. Microsoft is paying $70 billion for the Activision Blizzard company, makers of Candy Crush. I guess people do still a lot of people. That's a moneymaker. Big moneymaker. They also have World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, the whole franchise. This is a massive Diablo. gaming company. Oh, is that Diablo? Yes. Really? So the deal comes because Microsoft is trying to increase their competitiveness in mobile gaming and virtual reality technology. An all-cash deal, $68.7 billion, will make... Xbox's gaming system, one of the largest video game companies in the world. So now they've got their own platform. They've got Xbox. Then they own Call of Duty. Then they own World of Warcraft. Then they own Diablo. If they want to, and this is what I'm afraid of, they could make those Xbox only. Why does that matter? Because people who like PS5 like PS5, yeah. and I just got one. Here's the thing, though, and I think <laughs> that this is, I had, it's so funny. I had a conversation yesterday with someone about this because they messaged me regarding something else to do with Activation um, Blizzard, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But we had a conversation, and I don't like to call myself a gamer because I think that's disrespectful to real hardcore gamers. I dabble. But what I will say is, with this, when you think about the acquisition, why would they turn down that money? Because if you've got, where you've got COD, you've got, um, what's the other one? My husband plays it a lot too. Not Call of Duty, but the uh, other one. The other? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just Is it kinda, a first person similar. It's similar. It's similar. I'll think of it. So anyway, but where you do have competition. So if you have people keeping the, the PlayStation 5 because that's what they're used to and they say, fuck you, Xbox, why would they give up that money? So I don't believe that they're going to make it exclusive if that's what you're wondering. I don't believe they'll make it exclusive to Xbox. I don't. It'll be available on the Xbox Game Pass. Nice and easy for you. You know where it's going to come first. You know you've got the exclusivity to it when it comes to getting it first. I don't see them completely blowing it up and not having it be on any PS5 ever again. I truly don't. I don't think they will either, but you know there's going to be some exclusive content. Like, oh, sure, you can play it on PS5. But if you want it in 4K Ultra, it's going to be on Xbox or something stupid like Maybe, that. Maybe, but that's also, that's, they paid $70 billion for this fucking company. Bill Gates can afford it. He's I got the money. I don't think they care about your feelings toward it. I don't. Uh, I think it's going to be a money maker for them and they're going to be able to do more, they said, with it than what they wanted. And let's not forget, and this is going back to the conversation I had yesterday, because someone's like, how would you, would you reward this company who is in the middle of this sexual harassment? There's a, whole, a lot of very negative things to say. I don't see it as a reward so much so as you're going to see a lot of people let go that haven't already been let go, by the way, by the company following all these accusations. And you can look up the lawsuits and everything else if you want to on your own time. I don't see that happening. What I do see is them being able to take over that and probably fixing it and fixing it up and making it what should be right for those employees. And what is their... There's over 10,000. I know I I was reading over 10,000 employees, I believe, that are basically going to be now Microsoft employees. And a lot of people are shitting their pants, understandably. And sure, if you're in a high position, maybe you should shit your pants. (laughs) Maybe they'll want you to be in that high position with Microsoft. So I understand. That's part of any acquisition ever. But I don't think people should freak out just yet. If you are a gamer, if you're on PS5 and you're worried it's going to go exclusive, I, I don't know why they would get rid of that money. That's money to them, having it on PS5 too. But like we said, there's probably going to be some sort of deal to do with it where you're going to get it a day earlier or some shit like that. William Cronin had a really good day. He was at the Cracker Barrel back in 2014 and he asked the waitress for a refill on his water. Waitress came over with the jug, topped him up and carried on. William took a swig of his water and says he instantly felt a burning sensation in his mouth and esophagus. It turns out the pitcher that waitress grabbed was not water for tables. It was a chemical called EcoSan that is used to clean the tables and the kitchen items. How in the fuck does that happen, right? Right. At 68 years old, William says he suffered severe permanent injuries, including cramping, diarrhea, reflux pain after meals, and more. So he sued. He was suing for $150,000. That would be a a fairly common settlement, I would think, even here in Canada. 
Yeah. Maybe not for... They could have fucking killed the guy. I feel horrible for That's him. That's horrible. He almost died. That's really bad. But he he said, you know what? $150,000 would take care of my hospital expenses and, and send a message to you guys that you need to be more careful. Cracker Barrel was all about it. Yep, you're right. We agree. This happened. We agree to that amount. That's cool. Oh, no. In comes the jury because this was in court. The jury decided he deserved a little more than $150,000. They awarded him $4.3 million in compensatory damages and then $5 million in punitive damages Woo! for a grand total of over $9 million. Wow. If I offered you a cup right now of EcoSan <laughs> and said, we'll give you $9 million to drink this. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. I might, I might, I might roll the dice on that one and take the nine schmilly. Well, there's a, a bit of an asterisk on this. State law there limits economic damages to $750,000. So the theory here is that Cracker Barrel will appeal and then work out some sort of a deal. Either way, he went in asking for 150 and it's highly likely he'll probably get in and around 3 to $7 million. He'll get, he'll get millions. He'll get millions. I just, again, I, I sorry to focus so much on this, but I keep thinking back to like, how does that happen? Right. So someone put the cleaning product in a, in a water dispensing jug or whatever it, it was. It was in a pitcher. Yeah. Like that's, whose responsibility was that? You know, like where does the responsibility lie here? Because, you know, as far as I can, we can tell based on what you've said, maybe the, the server truly had no idea. It was just doing their job. Poor, poor, poor. That's what they do. Move on to the next table. Poor, poor. She's trying to help out. Who put the cleaning product in what should be a water jug? Why is that even accessible in that area? I mean, I just have so many questions. Great questions. And maybe that's why the person who decided this, this went to trial. Maybe that's what they all agreed on is obviously there are things in that particular restaurant. I'm not saying the chain, but that restaurant in particular that need to change. Clearly. Mark your, mark your shit. What are you doing? (laughs) Are you nuts? Like, how bad would you feel, too, if you're the manager of that establishment? Like, that's embarrassing. And that, by the way, that was 2014. I love how slow shit moves in the court. No kidding. Holy shit. Almost 10 years later. Here you go. Oh, I can tell you things are moving slow in our courts here, too. Yeah, I know. I believe it, Scott. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's a new app, and I want to mention this because I feel like this could help some people. It's a free app for victims of domestic violence. And basically what it does is, is it allows you to document everything that's happened to you using your phone. It was founded by a British tech company and it stores evidence of violent crimes, including scaled injury photos and even medical reports. Here's the thing. If something happens, you get in a a physical altercation, it could even be mental, really. You get into an altercation with your partner. You can go on the app, document everything. You can take pictures of any scars or bruises or things like that that you have and it perfectly preserves it for until you're ready to go to the police. Wow. They say this logs legally admissible evidence in court that police can use that can verify, okay, picture was taken on this date. It's scaled so we can tell. This bruise was approximately this many centimeters wide, this many centimeters tall. They can get all that forensic stuff documented without you having to feel the pressure of, I got to call the police. Oh, I waited too long. The bruises are fading. Nobody's going to believe me. None of that happens anymore. You can document it anytime you want. 
And then you can go to the police anytime you want with this file, which they can extract from the app. And you've got yourself a court case right there. The app is called Injury Capture. Mm. I did link it up at scottandcat.ca if you want to see it. Okay. Oh, you have a theory? Yeah. No, I have a, I have a concern. Okay. I have, my concern lies in domestic disputes. When it comes to domestics, you often have, when you have somebody who is abusive, them to be not only physically abusive, potentially mentally abusive, maybe you have a lack of privacy. I wonder what happens if you have this app on your phone and you're tracking your partner's activity towards you and they find that app. Oh. What happens then? Yeah, I... That worries me. I, that, that was the first thing that I thought of, so I just had to say it, that that would worry me if someone was caught. Maybe you'd have to find a good way of hiding that app because that's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's hidden with like a Candy Crush logo or some <laughs> shit like that. I'm sure there's a way around it. You could hide it in folders. But sorry, that was just my first concern. But it doesn't necessarily have to just work for relationships. It could work in other ways. Um, aside from your, sorry, your spouse, it could be other ways. It's it's interesting. I suppose it's an option, but it does worry me if you get caught using it. For the first time since, well, pretty much the movie, <laughs> but definitely since 1998, Jamaica is sending a four-man bobsled team to the 2022 yeah. Winter Olympics in Beijing. <laughs> you know, Canada's had so many bobsled teams over and over again, and obviously I root for Canada every single time. But in this particular set of circumstances, if Jamaica finds themselves... Right there, like next to Canada and their qualifiers or whatever it might be. I don't know. I'll be excited and I'll probably low-key root for Jamaica because I think that's so cool. I just think like defying the odds and doing all those things. I love stories like that. They can't train like we can train, right? If if we want to practice the bobsled, there's places we can go here in Canada. (laughs) Do it in the fucking parking lot. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Right now you could. You could. Uh, Oh, speaking of which, you had a great reminder today on our radio show, but I want to do it on the pod for people who are listening basically when it comes out around 11 a.m., It's about how today is going to change in Southern Ontario. You should be prepared. And if you can, get out of work a little bit early today. Yeah, currently we have these strange, like, milder temperatures for January. You know, it's three degrees outside right now, which is a nice relief considering the dump of snow that we've had and a lot of wind chills that we've been experiencing. And it's lovely and wonderful. Even rain falling in some parts. It's crazy. But then we are going to have a cold snap later on today. So they're already issuing, and I say they, I mean Environment Canada, uh, an advisory because it's going to potentially like flash freeze in some areas as we drop to what's going to be throughout the day feeling minus nine that's afternoon and then overnight tonight minus 22 this is a good excuse maybe you're listening to this at work on your lunch break maybe to just maybe you are the supervisor maybe you talk to your supervisor and you say look I, uh, this seems like a dangerous uh, commute home I should probably leave early and I would probably suggest that because it doesn't look like it's going to be too pretty It's time to have dinner. Are you making a meal? And then another meal tomorrow for breakfast? And then another meal tomorrow at lunch? And then another meal tomorrow at dinner? Or would you rather just snack throughout the day and not have those set meals? I, this is how my household usually works right now. It is so divided (laughs) because we don't eat the same thing as the kids. The kids eat on different schedules and they snack a lot. So I find myself being chef to them. But for myself, I would rather just graze throughout the day than make myself a meal because I'm so focused on making their meals and making sure they get what they need to get. I'm going to suggest, and I totally understand your situation, it's unique when you've got young kids, but I'm going to suggest that the bulk of this is based on how lazy we have become. About 70% of adults say they would prefer to just snack all day, every day, Mm. rather than taking the time (laughs) to eat full meals three times a day. Yeah, I like grazing. I, I understand that. Weekend grazing, not, not so much during the week. I usually do try my best to have like a dinner with my family because that's also moments, right? Those are moments and memories. You sit down with your family, you have dinner. You try your best to at least do that for one meal a day. Breakfast is usually in most households a shit show, right? Is it? I'm never around for breakfast, but I'll tell you, I guarantee you it's probably a shit show. I haven't been home for breakfast <laughs> yeah, in 25 why, years. Why am I asking you? <laughs> 25 years I haven't had breakfast at home. But I'd imagine for like the average family where you have, you know, parents working nine to five with kids, I mean, that it's probably a little sporadic, a little crazy. It's not a lot of like sit down R&R, whereas dinner is more so that. But I'm I'm a fan of the grays on the weekends. Honestly, I, I do find it easier because 
I t- time is money. Time is valuable to me to spend that with my family, to do other things I want to do and get done. So for me, spending less time on meals and more time just, you know, prepping a plate. And I'll do this usually in the weekends for my, for us, my husband and I, and for my kids is a little grazing platter. You know, go ahead and it's healthy stuff and there's cucumbers on there and the kids can have, you know, dips and I'll cut up apple slices for them. And this is yours. You have this all through the afternoon. Not necessarily instead of lunch. Those kids eat a lot. Like they'll just eat and eat and eat. But it'll be there as an option. And as an adult, I find that's usually my best bet. So when you're snacking throughout the day, you're eating healthier stuff. You're not going to eat anything fun. That's what I, no. It's not like a taco do, for breakfast and a burrito for lunch. No, no, and but no, and that's why chimichanga I for dinner. But it's also to your point. Uh, yeah, not necessarily a lazy thing, I guess, because I'm chopping those things. But do I want to take the time out of my day when I could be doing this, this, and that to sit there and boil and watch the pot boil and chop this over here and make sure I do this and get that ready and pre-cook that and marinate that? I do that, and I enjoy doing that when I have time. And usually that's the weekends. Hmm. Here are the top five reasons people say they now prefer to just snack rather than have meals. Number one, you're just hungry, and it soothes the craving. 50% say that's why. Hmm. Snacks taste better. Four out of ten agreed with that. <laughs> Snacks are good. You need to learn how to cook. If you are if you think a box of crackers tastes better than a T-bone steak, then you need to become a better cook. Maybe some people don't want to learn how to cook. That's true, too. That doesn't surprise me if that's the case. Number three, it's more convenient to just snack. Sure. The variety. I'm here for the variety. Yeah. I snack sometimes, and when I snack, it's very random. I'll make myself up a nice little charcuterie board, yes. and that's great. I feel that. But then I'll go to the fridge, and oh, fuck, leftover slice of pizza. Cool, I'm eating this. <laughs> and then it just goes on and on and on, and you can have pizza and, oh, hard-boiled egg, great. Oh, shit, there's egg salad. I'll make a sandwich. And it just goes on and on from there, and it probably turns out to be way too many calories. Escalating. But number five, the reason it, that you would rather snack than have a meal is you're too busy to make a full meal. Yeah. What changed? What changed in our lives that we just got so busy that we can't prioritize a simple, basic thing like making a meal for your family? It's, it is time restrictions. It is time restrictions. And through the years, you had to work longer hours. Commute might be greater for some, maybe not for all. You also, you know, at a certain... Back in the, back in the day, you know, maybe you did have one full-time worker in the house and the other one part-time. Maybe they had they took on those other duties of doing dinner and everything else. Now you get people who, if they're lucky, they have enough time to slap together a meal that's half decent and sit down and enjoy it. I really do think it's time restraints. I think that we're in a society now that's just too busy all the time. Go, go, go. Got to clean. Got to do this. And it's a game of catch up all throughout the day. Not catch up, catch up, catch up. But it's so by the time you get a chance to make it, you're, you don't want to spend that much time because you want to spend time, you know, Catching up with your family and doing all those other things too. Who wants to spend it in the kitchen? So for me, I like the kitchen. And when I wake up in the morning, one of my first thoughts is, what am I going to make for dinner tonight? If I hadn't taken something out the day before, because that's sort of the highlight of my afternoon. I'll get my my radio show done and then I'll get the podcast done. And then I might take a nap or just play with the dog and do all that stuff. But come four or five o'clock, I'm in the kitchen and I'll see you guys in 90 minutes. And this is going to be delicious. That sounds like Disney World, man. That's great. No, oh, I'm like ha- I'm like Mary fucking Poppins. No, it's great. It sounds great. Like, I just like, click look. my heels and dinner's ready. And look, I'm jealous, right? Like I've got I've got routines. I got things to do. I got to pick up my kid from one place. I got to pick up my kid from another place. That I told you a, not to have ch- kids. I know you warned me m- multiple times. They will ruin your life. And my favorite is like when I'm going through my. <laughs> Didn't <laughs> you I, used to have more fun? My, when my favorite is when I'm going through my routine of the day in my mind, like okay, I got to do this, and then I got to head over there. I got to do work, and then I got to and Scott's going. Throw it out there. What should I make for dinner, cat? Should I saute up some this and that? I'm like, fuck you. Like, mm-hmm. I, I haven't even thought about dinner. Like, dinner wasn't even in my thought process because I have so much other shit to do. I spent about half an hour the other day trying to figure out how I could inject cheese into a mushroom. No. <laughs> Because I thought it would be delicious. Did you YouTube it? Did uh, someone do that? I just didn't have the mushrooms. And they're not available. I couldn't get big enough mushrooms at the grocery store because supply chain, Shorted. Justin. The shortage is, the, the supply chain issue is insane. Not around here. I didn't notice. I have noticed. And I mentioned this before. Like freezers, big sections of freezers. And the grocery stores are just saying, screw it. They're pulling the plug on that freezer. Because why would you spend money freezing stuff that's not there? 
So I've seen that. It's not as bad, but I did see some pictures out of other areas, um, it, just outside of Toronto and other, especially remote areas that get, seldom get what they want to get to begin with and need to get. And the shelves are empty. Mm-hmm. It's insane. They say, by the way, we are definitely going to have some huge supply chain issues. If you're not experiencing them now, you will. And the people that will be hit the hardest are seniors who are on a fixed income. Mm-hmm low-income people who are obviously on a fixed income and people in rural areas. Yeah, yeah. We're t- and I believe that's where the photo that I'm talking about came from is an area that they say on any given week, you know, it's like, hey, first one to the store to make sure you grab that loaf of bread if you're particular or you grab that this particular brand because you know it only happens once a month that they come here and it's even less so now. If you get into a small town and there's one of those, your local independent grocers there, that's the store for that's town. It. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's and if they it. don't have it, it's not available. Yeah. And I feel really bad for people that are in that situation. And it was all yep. preventable. This is all preventable. It's so frustrating. We're going to talk about Brittany in a second because we got a text message this morning that I think deserves a little bit of, of time to discuss. And it's about Britney Spears. But first, you're on a date. Your date gets up, goes to the bathroom. To take a COVID test in the middle of your date. (laughs) Is that weird? Yeah. That's weird, right? Yeah, in the middle of the date. Yeah. I mean, before the date, I appreciate it. In the middle of the date, am I offending you? So this girl, she's from the UK, went on a date. She went to the bathroom in the middle of her date and got a friend to text her fake test results. So it looked like she tested positive. She changed their name in her phone so it looked totally official and they included a line that said she's probably infectious she went back to the table showed the guy the text and said i gotta get out of here he didn't even question it he just went and met up with a friend and they went out to a club um um, you didn't think that was a little weird that she was just like i'm just gonna go to the bathroom and take a covid test oh shit it's positive i gotta go bye whatever happened to honesty man I don't like you. I'm not having fun. I'm going to get out of here. Bye. That's all you have to do. This is why I've said it before and I'll say it again. On a first date, go for something that's very short. And even if you are enjoying yourself, you move on to a a dessert cafe or something else. Go for coffee. Make it short-lived. Because if you're not enjoying yourself so much to the point where you're getting your friend to text you fake positive test results, you need to either be honest or go out on shorter dates. Always choose the shorter date because you can extend it. You can't you can't have any fun on a long ass dinner date when you hate the person. You turn out turns out ah, I don't fucking like you. Now you don't have to be that rude, but you can sit down and you can say, you know what? I just don't I just don't think this is working. You wanna split the bill, what we whatever we got so far, you wanna split this. I'm I'm just not feeling this at all. What's wrong with that? Can I object, though? Can I say, like, oh, can we talk about this? Maybe I just came at this from the wrong angle. Maybe we can uh, uh, just get back on the same page. Would that be okay? And the truth is maybe you can. Or maybe, I mean, you don't want to be brutally honest, I suppose. And I understand there's something to, you don't want to offend the person, you know, to the point where, yeah, I would, but really, like, you're a lot fuglier than your photo. You know, Mm -hmm. I I don't like it. Or I don't like the way you speak or you're chewing with your mouth open. I just can't. I don't think that could be fixed. I don't know how much detail you want to go into, but wouldn't the other person just be like, Oh, oh, okay, then let's end this. Like, I don't want to waste your time. You don't want to waste my time. Let's move on. Here's a little bit of the girl who did it. It was probably the worst fucking day I've ever been on in my life, okay? And to get out of it, because I was like, I need to leave. I cannot spend any more time here. I went to the toilet, got my friend to send me a fake COVID, like, positive test, like, text. And I changed the names at the NHS. And um, then I went down and I was like, from the toilet, and I was like, oh, my God, look, you're not going to believe it. I've tested positive. And he was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, well, I'm going to have to go home. Going down. Uh, I'll show you the text that I showed. This is what, um, I don't know if you can see it because, or whatever. Basically, she says I'm positive. And then I changed the name to NHS PCR test. <laughs> and then after that, I went to a club with my friend and I slept with somebody anyway. I literally went to his, slept with him. I wouldn't even fully sleep with him. I literally slept with him for like probably two minutes and then I was like, this is boring. So I was like, I need to go. She's out of breath and her hair is all messed up. (laughs) I believe she got railed. You know, 
It's hard to believe somebody who speaks like that and obviously seems to have no problem doing something like that wouldn't just be honest with the person and say, I need to get out of here because I'm not interested. That sounds like the exact person who should be honest and would be honest. Maybe that other person that she was with, though, was just she was afraid of upsetting them. But really, they're going to probably end up seeing that and be so embarrassed. It's brutal. Last thing, we were talking about Britney this morning. You had it in What's Trending because the drama between her and her sister is crazy. Yeah. And somebody texted in and made a really interesting point. I, I think her name was Patricia. If I've got that wrong, I apologize. But it was a good point. She said, you know, everybody was all jumping on the bandwagon. Free Britney, sure. free Britney, free Britney. Well, this is what happens. Did anybody ever stop and ask themselves, does she need to be under a conservatorship? Because she's kind of proving that she does. Okay, first and foremost, what I will say to that is when it comes to Britney Spears and her conservatorship, a lot of the issue was her dad. And in fact, yes, she wanted free of any conservatorship, which she ended up getting, for those who don't know. Her main thing was, get my dad out of the picture. I don't trust him. He's spending money when he shouldn't be. He's basically holding me hostage here. That's not okay. But a conservatorship at one point for her would have been fine. But enter, you know, her her new lawyer who's like, nah, we'll get you out of this thing completely. And now's the ca- now that's the case, right? She's free to do what she wants to do. And that's good. I just think any person, there's a lot of fucking people who do get access to their money that are a lot wor- more worse off than Britney. She just puts herself out there more. So there is something to be said about that. Yes, of course, some of her posts worry me. I know that's what you're getting at because you you know uh, that she did have issues and she was on medication and hopefully she's finding a nice balance. I'm not going to speak to what she has because I wouldn't know anything about it. And when it comes to mental health issues, you do have to tread lightly because you really don't know unless you're there, unless you're in it. And for those who have experienced people around them suffering from those mental issues, you know that sometimes... Things that they're doing might seem off, but it's actually healthy. It's part of their process. Other things, no, it's a red flag. So you can't also jump into it saying that's for sure a red flag, even though, yeah, we've all seen those posts that make us go, what the fuck is she doing? Is she okay? Mm -hmm. We can have concern as a fan of Britney. um, I do think that, I, I mean, Judge Penny sifted through papers after papers. I don't know if she actually had a sit down session with anyone in order for that to happen. I don't know. But I do know, yeah, obviously, no Britney fan is blind to the fact that people are concerned about her well-being now that she's completely free. And the more that she posts about things, maybe the more concerned people will be. Or is that just Britney's personality? Maybe it is. If it is, holy shit, it would be a trip going out with her. Woo! Her boyfriend must be like, anything could happen today. Anything. Every day. Anything. Anytime, anything. I know one moment she's posting a beautiful poem, you know, and it's a it's a picture of a fairy and just... Love, roses, and things, and freedom. The next one's like, look at my crotch. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So pretty. Just look at it. Was there a compromise here? Because the conservatorship that she was under, and part of the reason that people were so gung-ho on Free Britney is because they were restricting every aspect of her life, right down to when she could take birth control and things like that. Yeah, that's not right to me. There were too many things in that conservatorship I did not like, and as a human, nobody should be restricted to. Should there be a buffer in place? Could there have been? I don't know. I'm not sure how it works in the States in terms of, you know, setting something up to make sure there's a well-being check, but we know she's completely free, so she doesn't have to worry about that. You hope her boyfriend has her, her best interest and is keeping his eye on it and encouraging her to, if needed, I don't even know, if needed, take medication, if needed, go to the therapist of your choice. She was also pissed off and was open about the fact she was pissed off she couldn't select her therapist. Maybe it's a matter of finding someone who works for her to help her out. Yeah, I just feel like compromise is what's needed in almost every aspect of the lives that we're all living right now. And a compromise probably would have been uh, stay the fuck out of her personal affairs. No, you can't control who she dates and what doctor she goes to and when she takes her birth control and this, that, and the other thing. But yeah, you can absolutely have uh, be the final say before a social media post goes out, before she gets into any business endeavors, before she tries to spend billions on crypto and shit. Before she has a baby? Before she has a baby which again? Which we know she wants. You know, like that's the part that concerns me. It's not even really about Britney. It would concern me if she brought a, a life into the world, another one, um, and something happened. You know, you don't want that. And that's where your mind goes. And you don't want to think that. And again, I don't know anything about the circumstance. It could turn out to be just fine. But that does worry me sometimes. But again, you hope that Sam over there has her best interest 
in mind. And what you mentioned, by the way, the reason why she's back in the news is now. So we know Jamie Lynn, her little sister, has a book out now. It's a tell-all, basically. She talks about her sister, but other things, too, about her family. Her family life is fucked, eh? The Spears family? Oh, they're a real hot mess. Wow. Like, really bad. So the book kind of details that. And, of course, Brittany comes into play. That's her big sister. And she mentions the breakup with Justin Timberlake. And she mentions her life and every every single detail that you would imagine. So finally, Brittany, after some back and forth between Instagram, because she doesn't even follow Jamie Lynn or apparently will pick up her phone calls and she's changed her number, blah, blah. Her lawyer, Matthew Rosengart, here we are with the story, has uh, handed over a cease and desist order to Jamie Lynn. So she stops talking about Brittany. Cease and desister is what I like to call it. Uh, (laughs) Get it? I appreciated the cleverness of that. Thank you. But it's it's, it's a fair thing to ask, is it not? Is it not a fair thing to ask when you're trying to promote a book and basically make money? She'll claim that that's not true. She just needed to air it out. It wasn't about the money. Okay. Jamie Lynn, it's about the fucking money. Don't lie to people and say that you didn't want to make money off this book you wrote. You did. Of course you did. That's why you put a book out. You could have had a private journal. You didn't. You're selling copies of it. So don't lie and say it wasn't for monetary gain. I don't know why they couldn't work together. I mean, if they could just get on the same page and be like, hey, you put out the book. We're going to have a feud in public, and it's just going to play out for everybody. And do you know how many copies of this book will sell? They could have worked together on it. They just need to appoint Vince McMahon, conservator of Britney Spears. (laughs) That's all they have to do. The difference, by the way, in that, though, is that Britney has money and Jamie Lynn doesn't have as much money. That's true, too. Yeah. Guys, thanks for checking out this episode of After 9. Tomorrow, we will be back with a brand new episode, and we're led to believe that tomorrow is the big Doug News Conference. So as soon as that gets confirmed, you know we're going to have every inch of that covered and whatever else we can scrape together. Have a great day. A man went viral on TikTok when he shared his experience as the only passenger on an eight-hour international flight. Of course, they wouldn't let him board until his zone was called. Airlines are dealing with the ongoing pilot shortage by raising pay and lowering the requirements. Passengers said, that's nice, and wait, what? This probably explains why my last pilot was wearing a PetSmart uniform. According to a new study, men who live alone for years are at a greater risk of developing inflammation. It's just a lot of stress to put on one wrist. A video gained attention online over the weekend of Oklahoma pastor Mike Todd spitting in his hand and rubbing it onto his brother's eyes during a sermon, which is weird for a pastor, but very on brand for an older brother. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.